Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm a meditation teacher in Kansas City, and this is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. The teachings in this podcast are free of charge, but of course, if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Hello, I'm going to talk about loss and the spiritual path today, especially as it relates to Buddhism, of course. So I'm going to talk about Buddhism and how loss figures into that in general and for myself as well. So what we call the first noble truth of Buddhism is usually translated as life is suffering. I like to think of it more as life is a little bit off, but um, we can call it suffering for this talk today. I think a lot of us, um, what we call convert Buddhists, which is I not a I'm not crazy about that terminology, but what we call uh, people who were not born and raised as Buddhists, but rather found it throughout life. Um, the term that's used for that is convert Buddhism. And um, anyway, I think a lot of us convert Buddhists come to the path because we suffer. Because we suffer. It's not that Buddhism can be reduced to being a self-help program. I think it's more than that. But sometimes people are drawn to it, to Buddhism, because they're having a hard time and they hear the Buddha's story and they connect with it. And that was probably part of my journey. So it can be it can be part of the journey. Of course, we all have a hard life in some and a hard time in life sometimes. Of course, we all do. But I think Buddhism has something special to offer us in that regard. A part of the Buddha's story that's maybe not talked about much is that his mother died shortly after he was born. He, um, it was probably a difficult birth, and she died shortly after. And the story tells us that he didn't really understand that loss, that you know his father got another wife to be his mother and kept the sense of loss and sadness away from him. That's the story. But I'm skeptical about that. I think the Buddha carried the weight of his mother's death, maybe even blamed himself as children of mothers who die sometimes do. I think he carried that weight his entire life. I do. And the story that get told, gets told is that he didn't. But I, I, I tend to think he did. I tend to think that loss was a part of his journey we don't talk about very much. And I'm going to talk about some other historical Buddhist teachers now who also had great loss. Um, Zen master Dogen, who is credited with taking the Soto Zen tradition to Japan, or some say creating it, um, he lost both of his parents as a kid, and that inspired him to seek the Buddhist path as a monk. On her deathbed, his mother encouraged him to seek enlightenment, and that's what he did. He practiced with the Buddhist, te Buddhist teachers he could find in Japan and found them lacking, so he took the arduous journey to China to see seek better teachers. Um, there's several Buddhist stories like that where a teacher like thinks the teachings where he lives aren't good enough, so they go to where there's an older, maybe better Buddhism, and they look for that. But when he returned, he founded the Soto School of Zen, which has had a considerable, considerable impact on Buddhist history. Considerable. 
and that was his story. Um, he spent a lot of time traveling in China, meeting different teachers, and it really changed his life. Um, and another teacher, Zen Master Ikkyu, he never knew his father. He was an illegitimate child of the Emperor of Japan. And he was put in a monastery and raised as a monk so he wouldn't face the danger that was sometimes common for illegitimate children of royalty. Sometimes people were worried that, you know, one day this child's going to try to take the throne or, or people think, oh, it's embarrassing this child exists. So, like, that's a dangerous position to be in. And I wonder if he carried that loss with him, too, that he never knew his father. Orphans feel unwanted. And part of his story is that he tried to kill himself after one of his teacher died. teachers died. He tried to kill himself. He tried to drown himself in a lake. And to a degree, this is my story, too. I lost both of my parents when I was a teenager. I was cast adrift at the young age of 19. 19 is old enough that we legally call people adults, but I don't think most people are done growing up at that age. I was not prepared. And that was the great suffering in my life, the suffering of loss and pain. I learned the truth about suffering, and that is what inspired me to seek the Buddhist path. And honestly, I carry baggage around that. I have abandonment issues and things. And that's because I lost my parents as a teenager. So that, when I learned about Buddhism, it really spoke to me. Suffering in the way out of suffering. That's what the Buddhist path is about. Helping ourselves out of suffering and helping others out of suffering. It's no surprise that Buddhism here in the West attracts people who are lost and people who are struggling. There are many reasons to enter the path and suffering is only one of them, but I think it's an important thing to be aware of. Once in a while, someone expects more from us because we're Buddhist. I think I think that's common. Sometimes when I'm anxious or upset, someone will say, I thought you were a Buddhist. Aren't you above that? Um, that hasn't happened for a long time, but that's happened to me. Or people say things like, that's not very Buddhist of you. And that's nonsense. We're all human. I'm not practicing Buddhism because I don't suffer or because I'm really calm or because I'm really wise. I'm practicing Buddhism because I need those things to become actualized in my life. Um, I'm practicing because I'm not calm and I need help. I need help. I, just a personal thing, um, I started taking sleeping pills because I was stressed out during my divorce a few years ago, and I couldn't sleep. And people are shocked when I tell them that. People sometimes seem to expect Buddhists to be perfect, and that's not fair. We aren't perfect. We're just trying our best like everyone else. And we all have struggles, and so that's what I wanted to say about that. Buddhism does sometimes attract people who are needy and sensitive, like me. It attracts the broken and the downtrodden. It does. The That's why the lotus flower is an important symbol in Buddhism. It represents our enlightenment. It comes out of the water and mud, and it comes out clean and beautiful. The mud is like our delusion and our suffering, our struggles, the baggage we're carrying. And the blooming of the flower is the way we rise up. We rise above and attain enlightenment. And without that mud underneath, the flower could not bloom.
And we are, all of us, lotuses. We are all on the journey to awaken. We are all of the nature to awaken. And that's an important thing to remember, especially when we're struggling. Okay? So um, that's it for today. It's been kind of a short one, and that's okay. Have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.